In Georgia Ag and Review for the week of January 23rd, we covered the State of the Union Address. Well, President Obama gave his State of the Union address, and even though he never mentioned agriculture specifically, he did talk about several topics that closely affect the ag economy. And one of those was trade, in which Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack reiterates the president's message that in order to build an America built to last... Which I think really begins and ends uh, with the notion that we need to be making and growing things in America and selling them uh, effectively to the rest of the world. Uh, And agriculture is doing that. Agriculture is a proof point for the president's formula. Uh, It's probably the strongest proof point in the economy today. Uh, And we at USDA are going to continue to work uh, for the American public uh, to make sure that agriculture uh, continues to succeed. Of course, farm exports are indeed a successful part of the trade economy, setting a record last year and sitting firmly on top as the only sector with a trade surplus. Vilsack adds some other key agricultural points during the president's message. Uh, certainly the renewable energy production the president spoke of will, for the large part, take place in and require investment in rural communities. And, of course, he mentioned the specifics of uh, broadband expansion, enabling small business in rural America to be able to access global markets. Also touched upon in President Obama's address was the need for smart regulations, repairing infrastructure, increased trade enforcement, continued research, and immigration reform. And with more from Washington, Randall Wiseman had this report. But last July, the Humane Society of the United States and the United Egg Producers reached an unprecedented agreement to seek federal legislation mandating egg production practices. But various groups, including the National Pork Producers Council, have criticized congressional legislation introduced this week that were prescribed cage sizes for egg-laying hens. In a release, NPPC said it would set a dangerous precedent for allowing the federal government to regulate on-farm production practices, including animal housing. And that was also the basic sentiment from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, as their executive director of legislative affairs, Christina Butts, said legislation introduced by Congressman Kurt Schrader to implement the HSUS-UEP agreement could set a dangerous precedent to allow the federal government to mandate on-farm production practices. NCBA and our membership is strongly opposed of this legislation, and we will do everything that we can to educate all members of Congress about the precedent that this sets, that putting production practices in federal statute is bad public policy. And she explains what their next steps are concerning this legislation. Well, the legislation has just been introduced, and it's going to be referred to the House Agricultural Committee. So really the next steps for NCBA is working with our broader coalition, who also opposes this legislation reaching out to members of Congress to educate them on what this agreement truly means for everyone involved in agriculture, not just the egg producers, and then to also make sure that we're engaging our grassroots producers to let them know truly who this group is. HSUS, the Humane Society of the United States, is not a friend of animal agriculture. They do not eat meat. They do not have the same common interests as our producers. So we're going to do all we can in Washington, D.C. to make sure our voices and the voices of our membership are heard strongly. But said NCBA first raised concerns on this issue back last July when the original agreement was reached and will continue to work on it now that legislation has been introduced. And with a quick look at planting decisions, Tyron Spearman had this. Don Shirley, economist with the University of Georgia, said the decline in price for cotton from $1.50 a pound to below $1 a pound this year can be attributed largely to very weak demand. It's down over 4 million bales from last season and a 10 million bale increase uh, in foreign production. He said it seems clear that the 2012 prices will depend largely on improved demand or a reduction in production to bring supply and demand 
into closer relationship and closer balance. He compared cotton on an irrigated cotton with an expected price of 87.5 cents and yielding 1,200 pounds per acre that a net return per acre could be about $463. On corn, he estimated that to be $543 per acre, peanuts 713 and soybeans 307 So it would indicate that right now, if they can get $700 per ton, peanuts would be the best opportunity coming up in this 2012 crop. And we will wrap up for this week with Everett Greiner. Foreign trade. If it were not for trade with other countries, America would be a third world country. You know, we export some of everything we make, build, or grow. We also import goods from other countries, too. In fact, we buy more than we sell. I just read a list of food items that we export to other countries that most people wouldn't even think about. has to do with the growing economies in places like India, Cuba, and China. They love American products, and they're buying more of them. For instance, prunes. China can't get enough California prunes. And peanuts? Not for commercial use now, just for eating. Anything made from or with American peanuts. And tree nuts, any kind. Almonds, pecans, walnuts. We're exporting more sweet potatoes and American wine. And you know what? They'd buy every mullet row in the Gulf of Mexico if they could get it. Foreign trade. Pretty good deal. And remember, you can find these stories along with all the week's Southeast Agnet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Julie McPeak with Southeast Agnet's podcast.